Welcome to When Mint by Those AMAs, improving the NFT space one episode at a time. When Mint Podcast is produced by Those AMAs. All information gathered and disseminated by this podcast is for research and entertainment purposes only. Those AMAs, its employees, and affiliates are not financial advisors. Please, always do your own research and invest at your own risk. A full disclaimer can be found in the show notes. Welcome back to another episode of When Mint by Those AMAs. I'm your host, The Machinist, and today I'm speaking with Chris. He is the co-founder or one of the co-founding members of the Space Otter Society, an NFT project launching in the near future on the Cardano blockchain. And we got a lot of really cool stuff to talk about today. But don't forget to stick around until the end of the episode to find out what we're giving away in today's every episode NFT giveaway. Nobody does it like those AMAs. But without further ado, Chris, what is going on, my friend? How are you this morning? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. Really appreciate uh, the opportunity to come out and, and talk about our project. Of course, man. Let's get into Space Otter Society. But before we do, I just want to say, because when people see this name, you know what they're going to think? They're going to think Seal Society. And there is a reason for this. Chris was actually a part of the team over there at Sales Society. He was one of the mods, right? He, he helped out with the community. And I spoke to Stevie yesterday. And actually, Stevie, the founder of Seal Society, is super, super excited for Space Otter Society. So he's really looking forward to hearing this episode. And he can't wait to see what you guys are doing. He told me to say hello uh, while I was here. So I, I got you, Stevie. I gave him your shout out if you're listening. But anyway, we should get into it. So Chris, just for, you know, doxing purposes, uh, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, right? Who you are, where you're from, what got you into crypto, and eventually Space Outer Society. Sure. Yeah. My name, uh, like like uh, you had said, my name's Chris. Um, you know, currently I work in healthcare for my day job. Um, so I'm a, a physician assistant, uh, you know, my in general practice. So I, I see patients, I try to help people through you know, the problems that they're having on a daily basis. Uh, and that's kind of my, you know, my day-to-day life. Um, and uh, I ended up getting into crypto about uh, maybe January of this year. So not too long ago, I had a great group of friends that I've known, uh, some growing up, uh, my, you know, from my childhood, uh, some from work over the years, and they've all kind of linked up and meshed uh, through those years. And for the last probably 12 months, they have been hounding me, uh, trying to get me into crypto, trying to get me into NFTs. And I, I was resistant to it only because I just felt like I didn't have time and I had other things going on. And I, you know, we had just had a kid and we didn't want to, I didn't want to add more things, but um, they kept, they kept at it and they kept being persistent. And those ones that are listening to this after they'll know who they are and they'll probably get a good chuckle out of this because when they finally got me, they were like, we got you. Like I was like the, uh, I was like the rare one, you know, the one that, that you get excited with. 
uh, to right, get into. Right, the one that almost got away. Yeah, yeah. And so they got me in, and um, I was so thankful they did. I knew that them, uh, the, the way that they were coming at me to join was out of a place of love and wanting to do well and, and wanting to enjoy the time with, with each other. So, uh, you know, since I got into it, I've been having an absolute blast. Uh, I've really focused mostly on NFTs because I find it the most interesting. I find it to be super fun. I love uh, everything about kind of the space and uh, the, the, um, the different communities. I love what the different projects have going on and how everyone's like a little bit different or a very bit different. So I've just been focusing most of my time, uh, you know, with those. Um, as far as my time in the space so far, I was uh, initially a community manager for Purdy Cat Society. Um, I did that for a little while while I was a moderator at Seal Society. And I did leave Purdy Cat Society only because this opportunity came up. Uh, so I'll kind of talk about how I met Aaron, the, founding, uh, the founder, uh, and how I got into Space Otter Society. Uh, but a little bit about my time at Seal Society as a mod. Uh, what a great team! Oh my God, I right, they're great. They're fantastic. I, you know, when you think of an NFT um, project and how they're assembled, a lot of times it's people that kind of find each other. And you know, this space is so interesting because there's just, there just has to be a lot of trust involved and a lot of um, you know uh, openness and and people's word. And that's what you go off of in a lot of cases. Even people putting their money into a project and hoping that they'll follow through on everything that they promise they will. Um, right. You know, it's the whole basis of the of the 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 space. And so that team over at Seal Society, it came together like that. Just Stevie is such a, a charismatic, outgoing guy, nice, genuine guy, and he put together that team slowly over time of just people that he picked out of the crowd. And he's still doing it today. He promotes people from the community to Team Seal all the time. Uh, and and whenever he does, you're like, that's the perfect person for that job. Like he did it again, you know? And so I learned so much from watching him uh, kind of run the project and, and watching how that project developed over time. Uh, and so ironically, the connection between Space Otter Society and Seal Society uh, it's not from me though. Um, the founder, uh, Aaron, he came up with this idea completely on his own. And then we actually found each other through a mutual friend, uh, someone that I had worked with at Purdy Cat Society. Um, he recommended me to Aaron as the community manager to kind of help this get going, uh, help this project get going. And probably because I was coming from Seal Society, I heard Space Otter Society. I took one look at the art and I was like, dude, I am a hundred percent in. Uh, let's do it. And yeah, you can be certain the ideas started rolling immediately of how can we bring these two projects together? Uh, and certainly uh, we've already been talking about it, um, you know, down the line. We need to establish ourselves first, of course, but uh, but we are talking about, you know, ways that we can collaborate with uh, some of the more established projects in the space already. This is excellent. And thank goodness that your journey took you on the path that it did, right? Because it definitely ended up in a pretty cool spot because we've got a lot to talk about with Space Outer Society. But first, let's get into just the basics. So when's your mint? What's the mint cost? You know, the supply count, all that basic stuff. Right. Our uh, our supply count is going to be 3750 uh, 3750 We wanted to go for more of an exclusive feel. Uh, so we wanted the lower supply count. Um, we are minting uh, on August 15th, 
uh, right now tentatively set at 3 p.m. UTC. Uh, and then there is going to be a whitelist pre-sale before that. We do not have the time 100% set for that. That's going to be based on multiple factors, uh, but we will have that set well before Mint so that our community can prepare. We, we know how it feels uh, to not know. And so we're, we, we're going to let people know as soon as possible. Um, our price is going to be 65 ADA per NFT. All right, perfect. And, and now, and also about the art with this, because I was about to get into, you know, the utility and stuff, but the art for this is really, really cool. Did he say where he came up with the idea for this? What led to Space Otter Society? Yeah, um, actually, it's funny. I asked him that same question, of course, you know, and, and he told me, and the, the reason that he told me was like, okay, I can, uh, I can get along with this guy, you know, and let's, let's, let's build this. He told me that otters have just been his favorite animal, uh, you know, his whole life growing up. He's always loved otters. He felt that they were, uh, they had a good sense of family, uh, that they're very playful and they kind of joke around and, you know, they're, um, they don't take things too seriously. And so he felt that that kind of resonated with him on a very personal level, that his personality was similar to that. And so he wanted to do something with otters um, and, uh, and then kind of had the idea of, well, wouldn't it be cool if they were kind of like the, you know, the, the species of the planet. And, you know, they had kind of some of the same problems that humans do. And, uh, and then they venture into outer space and, you know, or as we call it, outer space, uh, and they, and they, uh, go on an adventure and find, you know, something new. And so that's kind of where the idea stemmed from. Awesome. And now you guys do have a ton of utility with this. So we should probably first get into the professions and then we'll talk about staking and the passive income possibilities for investors of Space Otter Society. We definitely have a lot to go through today. So you guys have five unique professions for these Space Otters, and each profession will be listed in the metadata for each individual Space Otter Society NFT. So what's the deal with these professions? How do they benefit an investor? Sure. Um, so the, the professions were a really fun idea and, you know, it's like a subspecialty, a subgroup uh, within the collection. And I will start out by saying that they will not all be equal in terms of rarity. So some of them will be more common than others. Some of them will be more rare than others. And they all have uh, unique, uh, unique utility that is unlocked for the holder. And that utility might come from holding one of them. It may come from holding two or three uh, etc. And uh, it's up to the holders to decide what do I want? What professions do I want based on the utility that they offer? And we've also set it up in a, in a fun way, we think, where the utilities that they offer all kind of uh, synergize with each other. So if you hold this one and that one, it might give you way more bang for your buck than just holding one. Uh, so we hope that that will interest people in, you know, into holding multiple of our of our collection as they interact with our project. So the five professions are uh, they're all otter puns, uh, which we love. Uh, we have our elite pilots of the Space Otter Society called the Otter Knots, uh, and they are responsible for, you know, piloting through the galaxy, uh, navigating the stars and the cosmos uh, and kind of leading otter kind into, you know, into the stars. Uh, and then we have the profess otters. Those are your academics, your intellectuals, uh, those, you know, the PhDs, uh, the, the lawyers, the doctors of the group, that sort of thing. We have the tech nodders. The tech nodders are, uh, you know, the robot core 
uh, otters that kind of deal with all the gadgets, technology. They are the engineers, the builders, uh, you know, and do all of that sort of thing. Uh, and, and they are known for being very efficient, even with limited resources. So an absolute must when adventuring into space. Uh, we have the Otterzins. Uh, the Otterzins are general citizens. Uh, so those are kind of like your, your typical, you know, otter that's, you know, just kind of living life, uh, you know, working, working the normal jobs uh, that kind of keeps everything going. So still nothing to be scoffed at, but they are the ones that kind of keep the rest of the civilization moving. And in our society, the Otterzins are also all trained warriors. So if the Otters are ever in need to defend themselves, uh, the Otterzins would be called upon as kind of the military arm uh, of the, of the uh, society. Uh, the last group, uh, and not in that order, but the last group that we have is the Explorers. So those are kind of like our explorers, our adventurers. They are responsible for, you know, going out, searching out new landscapes, new planets, new life, finding what they can, bringing it back and sharing that information with the society. I got to say, Explorers is my favorite uh, name out of, out of all the professions. And what I can tell you now, and everyone, you can find all the official links for Space Outer Society in the show notes. And they do have their white paper being released on the 15th, but this is not because it's not completed yet. I actually have a copy uh, right in front of me. So, and they've only released uh, the benefit for the Otternaut uh, profession so far publicly uh, in the Discord. But I can tell you that with Otternauts, okay, this is the rarest profession in the collection. There's only 10% in the entire collection. And when you, the utility for these otter knots, if your otter happens to be an otter knot, is increased staking rewards, right? Because these pilots will only accept payment in shells, which is your native currency, which is really cool. I like how all of these utilities tie into the lore, right? It, it just makes it that much more fun. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Now... What, what do you say about a little bit of, of alpha in today's show? Are we allowed to drop one of these other utilities that nobody knows about yet? I think let's do it. I think let's do it. Yeah. Which Let, one do you want do to it? talk about? I don't know. Ex Explotters just sounds like so much fun. What Explotters are, and I'm going to read this right off the white paper, and like Chris had already said, they are the explorers of the Space Outer Society and are always looking for new resources and locations they uncover. They will be crucial in making sure the new home for otters is safe and habitable. They are adventurers at heart and can often be found wandering in the wilderness in hopes of their next discovery. Now, the rarity for these, they will compromise 25% of the collection, and these NFTs will reward holders with extra raffle entries for prizes and giveaways separate from royalty distribution specifics to be released after mint. Thank you for letting me drop a little bit of alpha on here, man. This this is a lot of fun. So with these these raffle entries, how does that work? What what's what are we talking about here with these raffle entries? Sure, let's talk about those. So we have a lot of fun ways that we want to that we want to have this project and have the community interact with the project. So it's not, these are not just going to be NFTs that sit in your wallet and you never look at and you just hope the price go up. Um, certainly some people might treat them that way, but we hope that we can kind of entice you to, to interact more. And one of those ways is going to be through our 
uh, our, our raffles. So when we have, uh, when something comes up, say a partnered project, uh, you know, gives us an NFT or we're, uh, we're, we're feeling great and we buy an NFT and we just want to raffle it off to the community or we want to raffle off some ADA, um, we are, we are going to have a raffle based system where you kind of get certain points, if you will, depending on, uh, depending on certain things that you have going on within the project. And so you could get points from multiple different places. And so that's kind of what I was talking about earlier, how the utility, uh, not just from the professions, but in other ways kind of synergizes. And depending on your raffle entries, you will get that number of entries into that raffle. Now, the super interesting thing about how we're planning to do it, uh, and this is some extra kind of alpha to drop, is that you're not required to use your raffle entries. You can actually hold on to them for later. Uh, and I'm going to keep... Really? Yeah, so you can be strategic about how you want to use your tickets. And so I'll kind of, you know, I, I don't want to give away too much, um, but right, it's not right, just right. going to be a... We don't want it to just be a passive raffle where, you know, nobody knows what's going on. It's all going to be, you know, where everyone can see who the winner is, that sort of thing. And, um, and you can decide how and when you want to use those tickets that you acquire over time. Uh, maybe you want to, you really like this partnered project NFT, or you feel like, hey, I've accumulated a ton of entries. I want to, I want to put them all in this one and try to win. Uh, we're going to have a system set up where that's a reality. Awesome. That That's a really cool idea. I don't know if I've seen anyone else that has a utility like this handle it that way, where you can actually stack your your entries or your tickets. And then, you know, if something comes up that you really want, right? Why would I waste my tickets on a giveaway for something that I don't want, right? So right. That's, that's really cool, man. Now, with your staking, so let's get into, because we are talking about these professions. And just so everybody knows, okay... All these professions, the utility has been decided for them. O okay, so all of it's out there. I don't want anyone to think that this stuff isn't on the Discord because it hasn't been figured out yet, right? These guys have this extremely well laid out. This white paper is as detailed as it comes. So they're just slowly releasing this stuff, you know, to the community so that, you know, there's something exciting to look forward to every day. In, in the Discord there, I'm sure, right? With new releases and, and everything else. Uh, granted, I just came up with that off the top of my head, but I hopefully Chris would agree. What do you think? Am I, am I kind of hitting it on the head? You are. Uh, absolutely. We have everything you know figured out. Of course, um, of course, as time goes on, things may need to be tweaked or changed, but we want to uh, you know, create some idea of you know, not knowing what's coming next and, and letting the community see uh, things develop as time goes on. Uh, see those little drops, you know, we put information out, we want everyone to be getting excited about it, just like we are excited to show everyone. Um, and, and leading up to Mint, you know, let everyone know what we've been working on. Absolutely. And another thing that this profession comes into play with uh, here, that's a big part of your project is the staking, right? Because when people stake their, their otters, the shells that they get is a fixed rate depending on the profession and the rarity of the NFT that they stake. The staking system that we're using, I will start out by saying uh, it is going to be custom. Uh, so it's not going to be, we've already had a lot of people guess how we're doing our staking and all of them are wrong, uh, which we love because we keep people guessing, uh, but it is going to be custom and we're setting it up in a way so that long time in the future, we can continue to utilize the system the way that we want to. So 
we don't have anything against other projects that are hosting staking or anything like that. We just want to have full control because later on as we develop the project, we want to be able to use the system that we have uh, and know all of its ins and outs and be able to customize anything we want to kind of interact with our own system. So right, right now, the way we have it set up is every NFT will give you a certain number of shells uh, per, per epoch. Uh, and those epochs will also be custom, but they'll be similar to what people are accustomed to already. Um, and, and we have it set up in a lot of different interesting ways where one profession, uh, the otter not profession has already been revealed to give you more shells per epoch than, uh, than its counterparts. So we have not revealed what the other ones, uh, do yet. Uh, but we know that the otter knots will give you more shells, uh, per epoch. So the other ways, uh, and we can drop a little bit of alpha here about our staking system, uh, just so people are kind of aware, we do have some interesting kind of caveats with our staking system where you do not need to lock your asset into a smart contract. Uh, so we want you to have full control over your asset. Again, we don't begrudge anyone who goes the other route, uh, uh, projects that I'm involved with, uh, you know, use uh, soft, smart contract staking, and um, I'm totally fine with it myself but we wanted to go a different route. And so we are letting you, uh, we're going to have people be able to keep their asset in their wallet uh, and earn the rewards on an epoch basis um, with some caveats. We're going to be able to take some snapshots and kind of know uh, if that asset has been listed, for example. And if it has, then you would not earn the reward for that epoch. Uh, so, we, so you still have control over it. You can do what you like if you want to get out of the project uh, or if you want to you know, do whatever with it. Um, you don't have to wait until your smart contract is up. That's not our place to decide in our opinion. So we kind of went that route and you can decide what you want to do with it. Awesome. And now, so what, how can people use, uh, these shells? You guys have a whole section here on yeah. how shells can be used by the community. Lots of ways. So we have lots of ways in growing. Uh, this is one of the ideas of the project that continues to evolve, uh, as our, you know, our moderators and everyone else comes in with ideas where, we're always open ears with this stuff. Um, but the main ways that you're gonna be able to use shells, uh, we're gonna have partner project NFTs we're all, that you can redeem your shells for. We're also gonna have it so that you can, um, uh, so that when the treasury uh, comes in, so every NFT is gonna have a royalty on it. And when that treasury hits a certain amount, we're gonna actually buy NFTs from the, from the marketplace, from the secondary market and list them on our storefront for shells. Uh, so you can buy them that way as well. Nice. Now, when you guys pick these, is it just going to be, you know, maybe top five, you know, on cnft.tools or opencnft.io, or are you guys going to pull the community for what kind of NFTs they'd like to see in the store? We're going to pull the community. Um, we Right now, we don't feel the need to go like a formal DAO system. Uh, but we are going to pull the community and find out what people want, and then we'll do it by voting. Uh, and then we will sweep a certain number of those NFTs that make sense for our economics, right? So if people say, you know, if we have 50,000 ADA in the treasury and um, a couple people suggest, hey, let's buy, you know, five space buds, that may be a rare time where we say maybe we shouldn't do that because then we'd only have a few NFTs for everyone to try to buy with their shells. But at the same right. time, we're open to whatever. If the community votes and want really wants to do that, then then that's what we would do in those cases. Um, but we would have a discussion if it 
if it was going to kind of interrupt our our economy, you know, then we would we would talk to the community about that and just be very transparent about it. Right. And this is actually really cool. Anyone can spin up a token and give it out. Right. That's that's the easy part. The hard part is getting something in place where people have something to spend that token on, right, in one form or another that sends it back to you, right? Like a storefront, uh, that's what gives it its mm -hmm. its worth. But, you know, I don't think I've seen anything where you guys pull the community, find out what their favorite NFT projects are other than Space Otter Society, <laughs> which obviously will, will be their favorite, right? So, but you can't just fill the whole store with Space Otters. So you got to share the love, but that, that you, that you guys pull the community and ask what they want in there, what they want to be able to spend their shells on is, is really cool, man. And I love to hear it because I'm a big proponent of projects being as community centric as possible. Absolutely. So I'd, I'd love to hear it, man. Yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, we also plan to have them be involved in uh, raffles. So we might just, you know, say, Hey, we're raffling off this NFT or this amount of ADA. Uh, you can buy a certain, each each ticket costs this many shells, and you can you can uh, jump in that way. Uh, we're also going to be having uh, missions and inside of our Discord. Uh, so missions are going to be like interactive um, interactive kind of quests, if you will, that the otters are going to be going on. And there might be certain times where you can only participate if you if you enter with a certain number of shells. Other times it might be completely free and everyone can participate. Um, but so those are just some of the ways that we're going to have our uh, our shells be utilized within the project. And there's many, many more. I mean, I know you're staring at the the white paper and you can see the list of the list that's grown over time. It's pretty, pretty long right now, but uh, even more ideas are in the works than just those ones. I mean, just to have so many different options for the community. Most people say, OK, no, we have a store. They can use the store. Right. And and that's it. Kind of normally. Right. You. You give people one outlet for how they can spend their stuff and that's it. But you guys have so many different options for the community, what they can do with these shells. And just some of the things you didn't touch on, right, is discounts on future Space Otter Society mints. Uh, you guys have entry into raffles for royalty distributions mm -hmm. that we definitely have to get into yep. and exclusive whitelists for upcoming partner projects. And on the bottom, more in the future. So I can't wait to see what else you guys spin up uh, before this list is complete. Now, before we get into the royalties uh, and how that works, let's just get into the total supply. So there's going to be 5.6 million shell tokens, correct? And initially 2.5 million will be minted for a two-year staking supply, prizes, and giveaways. And you do not plan to list shells on a DEX. Would you mind telling me, and I'm not in disagreement about this, but would you mind telling me why? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's something that we talked a lot about and we felt that there were, there were multiple factors that led us to decide this. Number one, first and foremost, we do believe and we are fully confident that we can create value with shells within our own ecosystem. And the way that we have shells in our storefront uh, being able to buy things in our storefront, for example, even though they won't be listed on a DEX, if someone outside the project has shells that they acquired from someone else through a trade or a friend that sent them some shells, they can go use those shells and pick up an NFT uh, or pick up whatever they want from that storefront or interact with our project with them. So we believe 
number one, that we can create value for shells within our own ecosystem uh, without tying it to kind of an ADA, you know, uh, uh, value. Um, the other reason that's lesser, but also still very prevalent right now is the status, you know, the current status of the market and just not knowing how some of the smaller, uh, you know, DEXs uh, that would be, you know, that would be hosting it would do. Uh, and just not knowing how that might impact our project in the future. We have a, a long-term plan with this project. We want it to stick around and we don't want anything to jeopardize it in the short term. And we felt that that was something that could potentially jeopardize it. So we felt right now, let's create the economy in such a way where if we wanted to jump on a DEX later, we could. Uh, and we can. We've created it kind of in a way where that would still work. Uh, we just would need to do a couple minor things and 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 go from there. But uh, for now, that's the reason why. Great. I mean, it sounds like a, a smart choice for to me. And you guys have given the community tons of ways to spend uh, their shell tokens. So I, I think this is great, especially with uh, the NFTs and the ADA giveaways and the royalty raffle. So let's touch on that really quick. How does that work? Sure. So this is something, uh, this is a, a way that we talked about doing royalty distributions um, that, that got us really interested, that would keep us interested as investors. So uh, every NFT is going to have a royalty, you know, when it's sold on secondary sale, uh, sold on the secondary market. And those royalties are going to go into a couple different areas. Uh, none of it is going back to the team. 100% of it is funneled back into the project, back to the community in one of two ways, really. Uh, one way is that half of it is going to be used for uh, acquiring NFTs, ADA giveaways, things like that for the storefront. Um, the other way that it's going to be used is 50% of it is going to go back to holders. Once that treasury wallet reaches a certain amount, uh, which will be disclosed when that white paper comes out, um, the, uh, the raffle will take place. Uh, based on your number of tickets. Again, you can enter if you want. You don't have to if you don't want to. Um, and you will receive ADA uh, based on if you win or not, if you win in that raffle. Uh, so we felt that to do it this way, because you know we, we always love when projects give back ADA to their communities, uh, though we would feel sometimes underwhelmed when we would get a you know one or two ADA back after being in a project for a few months and it's not underwhelmed in a it, meaning it's a bad thing towards that project. I think it's always a nice gesture. Uh, we just felt like it's we wanted our our holders to feel it was more impactful. So we wanted to be able to set up a system where um, you have a high chance of success to win that raffle, uh, and you also have you also get a significant amount of ADA back with it. Um, and so it should put a smile on your face when you when you get the number because uh, of the way we have it set up. The minimum amount you would get would be about 50 ADA whenever those raffles take place. Right. And this is a, a really good idea. I'm looking at the holder distribution section of your white paper here, right? So it does say 50% will be distributed. I know I'm kind of repeating uh, what you just mm -hmm. said. 50% will be distributed to holders on a raffle basis. Whenever the treasury reaches 25,000 ADA, distribution will be between 300 and 500 wallets, which all SOS holders will vote on following mint. Now, this is a really cool idea because normally when you have passive income especially if you have a large collection right it's 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 hard to get a decent amount of money into your investors pockets right if you have to split up 
that those royalties or whatever else you're using as passive income between the entire collection, right? So to have it be a raffle for between 300 and 500 wallets is an awesome idea in my mind, because like you said, right, it makes it so that what these people will be receiving, what the investors will be receiving is actually something substantial, right? And there's no reason to say that in the future, as Space Otter Society grows, that you guys won't continue to bring in more and more and more. Hopefully your secondary sales uh, really take off. But, you know, for now, this is this really is a great idea to make sure that the community truly benefits from this because, you know, half an ADA or something for thousands of different people doesn't really do much right but once you you trim those wallets down and make it like a raffle not only does it make the money much more impactful for people but it also kind of adds a little bit of fun to it right being Absolutely. a part of that raffle yeah and like i was saying before the way we're going to do it you can hold on to your this is the it's it's a going to be a different raffle than um than the other ones we were talking about but this one, again, you're going to have tickets and you can use them or not use them. It's your choice if you want to enter. Uh, and so uh, there's some kind of, you know, gamification to that as well of should I should I put all my eggs in this basket? Should I just put in one ticket and save mine for the next one? Uh, what should I do here? And you can acquire tickets in multiple different ways. Uh, so that's something that people will kind of they'll start to get a feeling for when they open up our white paper and take a look. Uh, but there's not just one ways to get tickets. It's not just, you know, just hold this or just do that. Um, there's multiple different ways that you can get tickets, um, you know, up to and including winning them. You can win tickets. Uh, it's not just going to be, um, you know, something that you uh, that you get passively, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. And that's really, you know, I really like the idea of being able to hold your tickets because me personally, and this is not financial advice to any of you space otters uh, out there. But I would just keep stacking those tickets, right, <laughs> until we had a nice big pot come up from the royalties. And then I would dump them all in there and just sit there and sweat and pray and <laughs> and hope it was me. Yeah. No, this yeah. really is great. And now I keep seeing mention of the council. What, my friend, is the council? The council. Well... I want to be a little cryptic about the council because we haven't talked about this much in our discord yet, but I will talk about it a little bit. Um, the space council, uh, which will be renamed by vote by its initial founding members right after mint. Uh, but right now we're calling it the space council. Uh, the space council is going to be an exclusive group, uh, of holders based on certain criteria meant, uh, met right after mint. And if you meet this criteria, you will be a part of the council. You'll have a unique Discord role. And then we have a lot of extra utility in store for those folks. So in addition to the utility that your NFTs give you from their profession, in addition to the utility of staking that NFT and receiving shells, you will get additional perks for holding that role uh, as, a, uh, as a council member. And I would add all of these, all of those utilities synergize and add. Uh, so we really would like, you know, we really want people to join the council. What we have released so far is that you will have to hold an Otternot profession NFT, which are the rarest in the collection, in order to join the council. And there will be other requirements as well. Awesome. But like you said, these will be revealed after Mint, correct? So 
definitely keep your ear to the ground if you are in the Space Otter Society Discord because you guys really do have a lot of stuff. I really like how you're doing this, right? You have everything planned out, but you're you're feeding it to the community bit by bit by bit and keeping that that tension, right? That excitement. And it's just a really great way to do things because it's hard to just not get excited. Oh, right? we're so when excited. Building, we're so excited. Yeah, right? we, you can't <laughs> so wait excited. when you're building an NFT project to get out there and show everybody what you're building and how it's going to benefit them and everything you want to do for the community. But you guys are taking it slow. And I know it's not an easy thing to do. It, it can't be. It's not. We're so excited uh, th that we have this, um, you know, that we have it this thought out this far in advance. And we have six weeks until Mint. And right now we're just really focusing uh, on community growth and community engagement because we've kind of gotten all of this other stuff out of the way um, and, and got it done so that we can focus on that. And one of the things that I love and hate a little bit as an investor is, you know, being fed those little breadcrumbs uh, when I'm in a project that I really like and they're feeding me breadcrumbs. I'm like, come on, man, just give it, you know, just give it all to me. Uh, just right, tell, just, just tell me everything, it. just spill it. But, but at the same time, you know, we know how this space operates. Uh, when I say we, I mean, all of us, me, you, the listeners, everyone, uh, we know that this space operates a certain way. And if we were to just drop all of our info right now, um, you know, it, it would, it would probably not do as well as if we kind of drip it out a little bit here and there as time goes on. And that's so that new people can also feel excited when they join, they can still learn something new, uh, and kind of get in, get excited with everybody else and not just have everybody else say, Hey, that's old news. You know, we knew, we found out about right. that three weeks ago. It's like, as a yeah, community grows, I didn't think of that. you know, as a community grows, they can all find out new things together and, uh, and kind of grow, you know, together. Um, and that's important to us as well, that fun factor. That's a great idea. I actually didn't think of that, right? Because if somebody comes in and everything's already released, well, there goes your way of saying, right, I was early, which people love having that badge, right? They were there before anybody knew anything. And this way, you know, as people come in, they're all part of these alpha drops, right? And they feel you know, they get excited from it, right? Absolutely. And they start looking forward to this mint and, and who wouldn't? You guys have a lot of stuff uh, in the works for investors and I can't wait to see it all play out. And it says in the very end of your white paper that a significant percentage of funds raised from the initial mint will be allocated to our future animated collections. So that's pretty cool. So we're going to have an animated space otter collection and it actually it says and i quote this this is on the record now so you guys gotta go balls <laughs> to the wall for this one no expense will be spared in producing the best animated collection seen on the cardano blockchain and in the cnft space i cannot wait to see these things my friend those are bold words and the reason that we have them that, that it's written that way is because aaron the uh the founder of space otter society he, his big push, he, he is an art guy. We've talked a lot about the utility today. Uh, that's more my forte, my, my kind of specialty within the project is kind of, um, you know, working through all of this with the team and figuring out the best ideas for this. But Aaron is the, he is the visionary. He is the art, uh, you know, guy within the project. He works the very closely with our lead artist, Edwin, uh, and they do amazing work. A lot of the graphics and any videos that you see produced for our uh, for our project, Aaron made them, uh, or or Edwin made part of them. But but typically Aaron makes makes them all uh, things that we use in our Discord and whatnot. 
And that was his big push. Number one, from when we started talking, it was like, you know, what do you want this project to do? And he said, I want to make the best animated NFTs on Cardano. That's what he said. That's what I want to do. And so we're figuring out ways to, to build to that. Uh, and again, as the utility guy, you can be certain that when those animated NFTs come out and no expense is spared and they look incredible and they're amazing, that they are going to be great to hold in our ecosystem. You're going to want one of those animated NFTs either just for its looks, just for its utility, or both. Uh, we certainly hope both, you know. Um, but we're excited about oh, yeah. that part. No, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what he's got up his sleeve because, you know, th those are not, like you said, you know, that's no light statement, right, to have the best animated collection. But if that's been his goal from the beginning, I believe you guys can do it. And, and I can't wait to see it, uh, my friend. Absolutely. All right, Chris. So so real quick before uh, our final questions, because we are getting on here. It's been we've been going for about 40 minutes and you have your your gorgeous little girl sleeping on your chest there. And hopefully she stays that way for a little while longer. But I don't want to take away from your quiet time as a father, because you're not going to get uh, much of that, my friend. I apologize. And you probably already know it. But is there anything else that you would like to add to let everybody know before we get into our final questions? Yes, I just want to touch on our the rarity uh, component within our collection. Um, and I want to talk about how we're doing it a little bit differently than other collections that people are more accustomed to. So we have the professions within the, within the collection, and those professions have their own rarities. So some will comprise 10%, like we talked about. Some will be more common. And they each have their own utility uh, in the project. We also have utility, which is separate from that, for owning some of our more rare NFTs. So we've tried to bake into this project ways to collect the art and get something out of it, however you like to do that. Because some people may may love the utility of one of the professions, but maybe they don't, maybe they love the art of some of the more rare NFTs more and they wanna get something out of that. So say you own one of the top rarity NFTs, you would get to stake it, you would get to have its profession utility, and then there's also gonna be some additional utility strictly for it being uh, one of the more rare ones. And all of that will be outlined in the white paper when it comes out. So just wanted to give that little teaser of information. Uh, there's lots of ways to collect uh, the Space Otter Society. Awesome. This really is, you know, you guys have put a lot of thought into it. And one of the problems with uh, seeing so many NFT projects come in front of me, right? Because I, I do interviews almost every day. And then we have our spaces on every Tuesday and Thursday. So I see a lot of NFT projects and a lot of them have certain things in common, right? Staking, you know, things of the sort, you know, royalties for uh, a passive income play, but everything you guys are doing is just a little bit different uh, than everyone else, like with the raffle for the royalties, right? How, how your staking works, everything that you guys are doing, you've put a fun spin on almost every one of your utilities and actually every single one of these little differences from other projects actually, in my opinion, benefits the community more so than, you know, the normal way of, of doing these things, especially with those raffle tickets. I think that's an amazing idea to let the community, you know, hold on to those and use them when they choose. 
but no, this, this really is uh, fantastic, my friend. And I'm glad that you guys filled out the application and, and came on. Usually when I look in my applications, I can see, you know, names that I recognize, right? Know them from a space or something. And then I saw Space Otter Society. I said, who the heck are these guys? But I'm so happy uh, that you reached out and came on the show. This is this is awesome, my friend. But let me get into our final questions. And the first one, all right, is the not so fun one. And I mean that in the sense that, you know, I like asking the hard questions because, you know, these things are always in the back of investors' minds, especially the way that the market is now. So by asking these questions, if an investor hears your answer and it puts them at ease, you know, they're that much more likely to go out and invest. So the way the market is right now, nobody knows day to day. And even when the market was great, nobody knows day to day what's going to happen in this space, right? Things move at light speed in the NFT space. Things can change really fast. And if things don't go well during your initial mint, do you guys have a plan on how you're going to pivot and continue to move forward to do the best thing for your community? Absolutely. So we have had many conversations about this very thing because we feel right now if a project isn't looking at the current state of the market and asking themselves the hard questions, well, they, we probably wouldn't have any business being here if we weren't doing that. So absolutely, we've thought about the worst case doomsday scenario. And we have ways, we've come up with a, a, a good plan, it, which would involve moving some things around uh, you know, in terms of internal funds in order to continue on with the plan that we have put out in front of the community. So what I mean by that is the community as it stands right now would really not notice any difference in how we are able to go forward, but it would more impact things on the back end. Some things may take a little bit longer to do as we, you know, acquire funds and things like that, but it wouldn't take any type of you know, it wouldn't be like six months or anything like that before we could get things going. Uh, it would just maybe delay things a little bit. But uh, we think that the way that we our mitigation plan, you know, for that type of scenario is good enough that we can handle, you know, a uh, a, a poor mint. Uh, of course, we hope that's not the case. We hope we sell out, and we hope we sell out in in ten seconds. And that's why we've created it the way we have, and we've, uh, you know, we've we've brought it to the professional level that we feel. It needs to be in order to kind of communicate that to the people that are that are in our discord that are hearing this that are listening to us so that we don't have to worry about that but we are still thinking about it and we do have that plan set in place for it no that's great and it is good that you guys have these plans in place right because like we said nobody can ever tell and i see no reason why space outer society shouldn't do well right you guys have a really strong community you still have plenty of time to mint so i'm sure that community is just going to grow and grow and grow and the way that you guys are handling everything pre-launch with keeping that hype going with keeping that interest right with releasing these little breadcrumbs that like you said sometimes piss us off oh so much as investors but it, it definitely works it does work and i love the way you guys are doing it now for the fun question okay so if somebody just heard this whole interview right they went down into the show notes they saw all of your official links there they're on the twitter they're in your discord they're looking at the website everything else but they just need to hear that one more right thing to push them in the back and over the ledge into the space otter society family what would you tell them I would like to tell that person two things, if that's okay with you. Yeah, go for it, man. Number one would be 
we feel very strongly that we've created a project uh, where you can you can interact with our project how you want. If you want to get into our project because you love the art and you just want that NFT to sit in your wallet and you enjoy it, well, guess what? You're still going to be able to stake it, get your shells, and you're going to be able to get something with those shells later on. If you are the more active and engaged type of, of person in this space and you love to be talking with the community and talking with the founders and, and, and the mods, and really just every day you're thinking about space otters. That's obviously we are, so we hope other people are too. Well, we have something for you too, because we're going to be having missions in the Discord, uh, regular contests, but missions are going to be, we didn't really touch on those during the interview, but those are going to be lore-based, and the community is actually going to write our lore based on their decisions and how they do during these missions. And so that doesn't mean that Space Otter Society is going to crash and burn, but it does mean that the decisions that the community makes will impact what happens in the future uh, of the lore. And it will not just be written as a block of text by us for people to consume. It will be written by the community to experience uh, and, and to kind of have that shared uh, you know, experience together. So we have something for multiple different types of investors, for multiple different types of people. And if you like the idea of, you know, like you were talking about, you got really excited about stashing your raffle tickets you know, then we have, uh, we have something like that built in for you, uh, where you can just sit there and you can accumulate those and you go, okay, here's the big one. I'm going to win the big one. Uh, and you know, you can put them all in at once. And so we hope that you can find something in our project that you love and choose to interact with, with us, with our project and with your NFT and our community in the way that you like. Uh, so it's not, we're not just forcing you into one route of this is how you must interact with our project. So that's one. The second thing I would tell them is, and we didn't touch on this too much, but I would, I would really love to, because I think it's a good thing for investors to hear. We have partnered with who are possibly the, the best developers in the space uh, to do our tech and development. And so I talked earlier about our custom staking piece and this group of individuals, it's a Canadian based company and they have roots from Benjamin's group, if you're familiar. And they are doing all of our tech for us. They are doing all of our um, all of our building. Uh, they're going to be building our websites. They're going to be building our platforms that we uh, that we do everything that we talked about today on. Uh, and they're already working on it. So we've we've already started working on it. We're not waiting until after mint. We're doing it now. Um, they are the best in the space because they're constantly looking at new ways to do things, faster way to do things, better ways to do things with the technology of Web three and how it integrates into NFT projects. And we have them to kind of utilize when we have ideas like the ones we had now, can we do this? Can we do that? They, they always say, yes, I'll tell you that right now. I just got off like That's a awesome. two hour call with them yesterday. And I was like, I have all these crazy ideas, guys. And they were like, yes, 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 yes. So when you are with Space Otter Society, you're not just getting an NFT and holding it and hoping to see how it does, you know, just by being a member of our community, that we are always going to try to be that tip of the spear at the front of the technology in this very fast moving space. And we are going to bring that to our project every chance we get uh, in the future for innovation. Hell yeah. And what a great answer to that question. Jeez, you know, you're pretty good at this. Don't try to take my job. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> no, this is, <laughs> this you. is really, really exciting. And I, I'm, I'm very 
I'm very, very happy we got you guys on the show. This is an awesome, awesome project. I, I can't wait until everyone hears about it. Obviously, you know, I always tell everyone, do your own research, right? Everybody's different. You have to make sure it's right for you. But definitely take a look. Take the time to take a look and do the research on Space Otter Society. Because if you do, I think you might like it. So, Chris, thank you so much, my friend, for taking time to be on the show. That This has been... Uh, great. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you have an awesome day uh, with your beautiful little girl there. And she's been very well behaved, by the way. I have to say, you know, Chris, I know I hinted at it a little bit, but he's sitting here not just with a little girl, with a newborn on, on his chest. And she has been silent she's through this been whole an interview. <laughs> right? It's good she's sleeping. You should go get some while you can. <laughs> thank you. No, she's been great. And uh, I can't uh, thank you enough for having having me on the show and, and letting uh, letting me come represent our project. And um, I do want to just say a quick shout out to Aaron, who was not able to be here today, the founder, uh, and also our moderators who do great work in our Discord and, and help us out. Uh, we have Cheeky and uh, Coca. They're both from Australia. And then we've got Sponer uh, from Romania. And if any of you are good at smash carts, I challenge you to come beat Sponer. We'll, we'll typically give out our maximum tier whitelist if you beat him at Smash Cards because he's that good. Uh, and he, really? he accepts challenges on the regular. So uh, we like I to have, have fun. I might have to talk to him we for like some to have tips fun. because we actually have a tournament this weekend between the those AMAs team. We built a whole bracket in our community. So it's, ah. it's the team, right? It's like me, Louis, uh, uh, Fatih, and I think Censored, uh, one of our mods or our senior mod. And then, you know, there's seven other teams that are made up of the community that are probably all amazing at Smash Carts, and I'm terrible <laughs> at it. So I definitely need some some tips, or not really tips, just ways to cheat. You know, that's really all, all <laughs> I'm looking for. But I don't know if I have enough time to learn uh, before this Sunday. So we shall see. But all right, well, thank you so much, Chris. I hope you have an awesome day. Remember, everyone, all of the official links for Space Outer Society can be found in the show notes get in there check it out i promise you're gonna like what you see a huge thank you once again to chris for taking time to be on the show all of the official links for space otter society can be found in the show notes remember every investment has to be right for you okay so always always do your own research now for the fun stuff let's get into the giveaways so, the winner from our last episode, where we gave away a Cardistax Deluxe Room in MetaView Tower, has already been posted on WhenMintPodcast.com in the winner's circle. So if you head on over to that page and you see your smiling PFP staring you in the face, well, all you gotta do is shoot us a DM through our Twitter profile within 24 hours of being announced a winner and we'll get you paid. Congratulations. And if you didn't win, well, that's okay, because we do this every single episode. And if it's not an episode day, because we do episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we also do multiple NFT giveaways in our Twitter spaces every Tuesday and Thursday evening at 10 p.m. UTC. While editing this episode today, I received a DM on Discord from a member of the Those AMAs TAMA fam 
named Unorthodox Mind. And Unorthodox told me that they had sent a couple Atlantis NFTs to the When Mint wallet to be used for giveaways. So Unorthodox Mind, thank you so much for the donation and we're gonna put it to good use because guess what we're giving away today? One of those beautiful Atlantis Metaverse plots. So if you'd like to enter to win this land plot, it's super easy. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at WhenMintPodcast, and then in the original post announcing the release of this episode, simply like, retweet, and tag five friends. And that's it. You're in the running. Best of luck. On that note, I think that's it for me. I'm your host, The Machinist, and I hope everyone has an amazing 4th of July. I gotta get outside. The family's waiting on me. I have about 37 hot dogs to eat, and I gotta go do some cannonballs. So I'll see y'all on Wednesday with another giveaway, another project, another interview, and another episode of When Mint by Those AMAs.